The Abiding Together podcast shop is open and we have some fun new goodies in the shop. One, stop talking to the dang snake mug, a really fun design and um, a couple other good surprises you'll just have to go check out to see. So the Abiding Together shop is on the Abiding Together podcast website and it will, the link will be in our show notes. Thanks. Hello, and welcome to the Abiding Together podcast. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ. My name is Sister Miriam James Heitland, and every week I'm joined by two of my dearest friends, Michelle Bensinger and Heather Kim. This podcast is born out of our friendship of sharing all kinds of things together, our walk with Christ, our insights, our joys, sorrows, tears, and laughter, and you are most welcome on the journey with us. So grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. Hello and welcome officially to season seven, y'all. Season seven of the Abiding Together podcast. And we are here in the dead of winter for everybody in the north. And we're delighted to be with you after the holidays, after Christmas, after New Year. And we're together again. Heather is snowed in. She's homebound. It's a sad day up in Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Our kids have been off school for four straight days. It's crazy. Our school is like a regional school. So if they can't get everybody there, they just cancel school. So we're like the only school in the whole area that's been canceled. Needless to say, my kids are overjoyed and it's been fun to hang out with them. But seriously, I have work to do friends. Like I can't get anything done when everybody's home. There's just too much, too much fun to be had. So how are you all? Um, I am good. We are not snowed in. So uh, that part is, yep, we are not snowed in. It is actually nice and humid here in beautiful Florida. Yes, we are still talking about the weather like old people. But anyway. We still do. Can't help it. You know, we can't stop, won't stop. That's who we are. (laughs) So, but I am good. I am really good. It's in the middle of the afternoon, which is weird because we don't usually record in the middle afternoon. But I am here. Actually, I had to sneak out of my house to record. I'm over at the younger girl's house because their house is actually quiet. Mine is not. Kids are coming home from school. Mm. So that is where I'm at. Sister, how are you, my friend? Well, you know, I am well. I uh, It was so fun to see you guys at SLS. Did we not have a good time? We're still trying to get that audio from our podcast okay. episode there. Like, it's, I think it's a thousand leagues under the sea. I'm not really quite sure where it went. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been fun. And yeah, I was uh, helping out with a healing retreat for priests and I did a, my own personal retreat. Uh, so it's been a good time of just uh, receiving and retreating, so to speak. And Back out. Here we are again with season seven. So da, 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 da. a new season, people. Here we are. Yeah, you can tell. I've already had two cups of coffee. So and a lot she of is, steps in. She is boisterous, people. I'm Get here, ready. ready to go. Buckle ready up. to go. Michelle, beware, people. Michelle got a Fitbit. Okay. So like let's just she's taking the world by storm. <laughs> Listeners, beware. She might show up in a town near you with a little Fitbit on her arm. <laughs> I feel like Forrest Gump, you know how he walks from city to city. That's gonna be me. Like, I've gotta get my steps in today, people. I've got to. <laughs> just that visual is so awesome. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Michelle is on tour. Seriously. She's not doing anything other than walking, but 
just walking, getting her steps in, trying to beat her middle school son in steps. That is all I am doing, people. Oh, that is a feat. Holy cow. It is a feat. Seriously. Oh, well, let's kick off this episode by just talking about who our sponsor is this week. I'm sure everybody remembers any from our um, Advent season podcast, and he and his wife, Kana, are doing something called Pilgrimage to Beauty. And this is just a a great spiritual experience that they would like to offer to people. March 17th to 22nd, it's a pilgrimage that they are taking everybody on to. Where, Michelle? Guatemala. Guatemala. I've (laughs) never been there. Neither have I, actually. Yeah, so if you don't have any spring break plans, you might want to check this out as an option. No matter what stage of life you're in, you're welcome to join them. You can grab a cup of local coffee and watch the sunrise, which doesn't that sound delightful? Um, Visit the home of a modern day martyr, have deep spiritual conversations with all the other pilgrimage, all the other pilgrims that are there. It's going to be a great, great trip. So you can check out more info at pilgrimagetobeauty.com. Hope some of you will join them for that. That sounds like a fun adventure. It does. I love it. Yeah, it definitely is a different kind of pilgrimage because they do love the adventure part, which is really fun. I love it. And they have time just to process and pray and ponder. And like a lot of pilgrimages, it is not what I would call like overly restful. Like it is, Mm -hmm. you know, like giddy up, here we go. And where this is like, yeah, it's just a really interesting. And I'm so proud of Annie and Kana for just thinking outside of the box and doing this a really great thing to gather people. Um, and and lead them to beauty. So what are we going to talk about today, sister? All right, girls. So speaking of pilgrimage to beauty and all beautiful things, beautiful things grow in a beautiful soil. So we thought we would kick off this season, uh, season seven, talking about good soil, talking about rich soil. So we're actually going to use the gospel of Matthew chapter 13. Really, the entirety is uh, verses one through... uh, 23. But we're going to talk a little bit about some of the highlights, some of them. So Matthew chapter 13 is the parable that Jesus gathers the people around and he tells them the story about a sower who sows seeds. And he talks about how as the sower sows seeds, the seed falls on different kinds of soil. And you know, if you're Catholic, you hear this at mass, you hear this in a cycle of reading, or if you do Bible study, you've heard this before. So I just want to, first of all, just kind of open your mind to like, let's stay away from, I've heard this before, but let's just really ask the Holy Spirit right now, just to speak to us. And just to kind of illumine in our hearts where he wants to uh, plant himself deeply, right? The lover of our soul to plant himself. So Jesus tells a parable of the sower who is sowing seeds and it falls on different types of soil. So Jesus, I'll just read the, I'll read the gospel for you. So Jesus says this, listen, a sower went out to sow and as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil And they sprang up quickly since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched. And since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns and the thorns grew up and choked them. And other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundred, some 60 and some 30. Let anyone with ears listen to this. And later on, he explains the parable. But before we go any further, my dear friends, what are your thoughts on on this? Because as I read this, I honestly see all those kinds of soil in my own soul. <laughs> I can certainly uh-huh. see the good, rich soil. I can also see the the places where certain um, realities in my life have not rooted very well. Um, I can see where it's on the path where distractions come and snatch it away, where Jesus is calling me deeper to himself, but the birds, so to speak, come and snatch it away. So as I'm kind of looking at this, I'm seeing in my own soul 
just the various, honestly, the various types of soil within me, right? We're not, we're usually neither all or nothing. We have a various mix of things. So Michelle, for you, as we kind of go through this parable and we talk about good soil to begin this season and really to begin the new year, what speaks to you and kind of what is the Lord saying to you in this? Well, first of all, I love this, you know, I love any kind of garden imagery in scripture. And there's a reason why the Lord uses garden imagery in scripture. So we have to think and pay attention to that. And I love that even the thought, since I've been like really diving into the scripture for the last two weeks, that the whole thing that why Jesus taught in parables, like that he wanted to captivate us because he didn't do like a deep theological teaching, even though there's so much depth in the scripture, he told them a story. You know, and don't we, isn't that how he likes to speak to our hearts? He tells us a story because there's something about a story that penetrates our hearts. It bypasses our mind, goes straight to our hearts. So for me, when I was looking at the different kinds of soil, first of all, I was just a little convicted, you know, um, like I really, like what really stood out to me is like the one on grass you know, gravel, you know, it's the person who hears and instantly responds with enthusiasm, but you can basically say like the soil has no maturity. And when the motion wears off and when some difficulty arise, I'm out of here, there's nothing to show for it. Like it didn't take roots. Like it was a really good at the beginning, but my roots didn't go deep. And I think that's something that I've just been really um, trying to be intentional about the last really couple of months is what do I need to steward well in my life? What do I need to prune back in my life? And where do my roots need to go deep? Where is, um, they're not good soil and where are there weeds in my heart? And I think the story is like, the Lord is really like, this is the terrain of our hearts, the soil, you know, where are there areas in our hearts that, um, are rocky, are gravel, or have we, you know, or have weeds that need to be pulled out, um, and just really dive deeper into that. And I want—I don't know about you guys, but I want good soil. Like I want good, rich soil for beautiful things to grow, and not um, all the other icky soil. So, what about you, Heather? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I was first pondering through this scripture, as just prayerfully trying to prepare for this. Um, I was thinking, you know, sometimes it's hard for me to see where I'm at right now. Mm. There, there's something to be said about perspective that comes after a season. <laughs> so I started looking back on my life at stages where, you know, things weren't growing in me spiritually and what was happening. I was trying to like assess what was happening at that time. And I was just sort of identifying different things that were happening at that stage that either created the rocky ground or it was like falling on a path or being snatched up, like being trampled underfoot from other people. Um, and it was easier to see it then. And then now I'm trying to dive in deeper with those themes. So some of them that were coming up is like rocky ground. You know, there wasn't any depth, there's immaturity there. And as I've grown, like maturity seems to be a key for good soil that humility is a good key for good soil. Uh, so when I didn't have humility and pride was getting in the way, that was rocky ground where things couldn't take root because I wasn't allowing myself to be a student somewhere. I thought I had it all together, or maybe I had figured it out or whatever I thought, you know, in my twenties or, or teens or whatever it was. Um, excuse so me, our forties still, still there. student, or, Yeah. Or forties or forties. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I'm saying before I didn't, I didn't have the, that student mentality, you know, I thought I had it all together. And so, I think it was just causing me to, to see, okay, 
to have good perspective, I can look back, but then I need to take those things and apply it to now mm. because there still is places where I'm immature. There still is places where I'm not allowing myself to be a student where maybe I've got myself into a rut or I think I figured it out <laughs> and I need to, to take a closer look and grow in self-awareness. I think self-awareness is Amen. a key to good soil as well. But anyway, those are some of my initial thoughts. Uh, sister, what about you? Yeah, I was really, when I was on my personal retreat, I was so many things just really were highlighted in my heart. But one thing that really struck me from my retreat was my spiritual director for the retreat was talking about how fear, fear is always presented by the evil one. And how I was thinking of the thorns that choke and how often in my life I've been choked by fear, right? The thorns of fear have come to wrap themselves around my heart and pierce my heart and have caused me to draw back or to turn away from the Lord who loves. And he said, that's exactly, he said, Satan never tires. He said, it's not something you've done wrong. It's not a moral character defect. He's like, it's, that's Satan's tool. And he said, he will never stop presenting fear to you with all of its various illusions because he wants to to disfigure the face of Jesus. And he said, when we, every time we choose fear, he said, it always disfigures the face of Jesus because it says that what Jesus is not who he says he is, that he is not merciful, that he is not forgiving, that he is not kind, that he doesn't love us. So he said, that's always an illusion. So he's like, you can't ever think one day in your life, you're, you're not going to stop having that temptation. He said, being tempted is not the problem. He's like, you know, that's what Je- that's what Satan does. Satan comes to tempt. He, you know, looks at our desires and he tries to, to um, thwart our desires or to give us like a cheap version of our desires or to, or to shut our desires down saying, because you desire this, this is why you got this. All of that, he said, is untrue. But he says, so the continual disposition of the heart is to turn your face to the face of Jesus Christ because it is the face of Jesus Christ who reveals who you are. And he said, all truth, that's the real world. He said, the real world is found in the face of Jesus Christ and your communion with him. Um, and I just, beautiful. yeah, I, I just, I thought about that, you know, and we talk about renouncing fear and I do that, like renouncing for any agreements I've made with fear, things like that. But I thought, you know, that is so true. And that's the continual, you know, we all love exercise and we love to work out. Like that's the continual exercise of the heart of when fear arises or when the thorns arise or the sun rises to scorch or the, is to continually turn to Jesus and say, Jesus, show me who I am. Show me who you are. Because like John Paul II would say that often, you know, like it's, it's Jesus or this, if in the Vatican II document, God, met best where it says it's, it's the Christ makes our Supreme calling clear. And it's only in him that we find ourselves. And this is not like a theoretical idea or a nice pious sentiment because Christ is a real person. He reveals who we truly are. So that for me has just been absolutely like, that was like a bomb in my soul. Like that is true. Like that is true. So yeah. So when I think about the soil, especially the thorns that choke, I know for me in my life, fear has been one of the main thorns in my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me as well. And it's, And it's interesting, like when I was thinking about like, okay, what are the seeds? And the seeds are our stories. That is what they are. Like those are these are these sacred stories that are our stories. And we talk a lot about story in this podcast, but we don't go like Heather was talking about, like to be self-aware and to really dig into the trains of our heart. We're not just digging up dirt. Like, let's just dig up all this mm-hmm. stuff. Let's just see what we can find. No, we're not digging up dirt for the sake of digging up dirt. We're digging up dirt to cultivate the soil so we can see, so we can mm-hmm. grow good fruit, so we can grow fullness life and to see different things. It was so interesting. We had formation and I had counseling both this week and we were forming the girls and my husband led formation. And he asked us to go back to a story where we felt like our voices were being like choked or stifled. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. like I really don't have it. And the Lord, I just prayed with that memory. And the Lord brought me back to something in high school, you know, 
why I don't like to sing in public. People are like, oh, you have a great voice. You do you know, theater. Why don't you sing in public? And my first response is, I just hate it. Like, I don't like to do it. I'd rather not. Like, I hated it. And he brought me back to a memory, like the Lord did, of when I was auditioning. And there was this boy that I liked. And there was a situation with there. And that's a whole other podcast, oh. people. But anyway. Oh, tell us that story. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> but he was there at my audition. And I blew it. I blew the voice audition part. And it was like a big audition for the theater company. And I mm. came out of the audition. I'm about in tears. And he's and he said to me, he's like, you blew that. And he was so uncaring and so unkind and callous. And something in me stopped right there. Like, I mean, mm. it was like a moment the Lord brought back to me and said, okay, like you will only do things that you are strong in to show other people. Like you will not, like it was a memory that he brought back this week. And so it was mm. interesting because then I had to go back and do my monologue for acting. And I came back and I had to cry and be mad at my monologue while I was trying to fight back tears from this boy. So of course I nailed my monologue because I have all this emotion. <laughs> and um, like I got rated right the top monologue because there was all these tears and angst and emotion that couldn't go, you know, come out in front of this boy, but came out in this thing. But the Lord was like, do you see, like your voice was stifled there, like you were choked because mm. you allowed someone else's voice to be, you know, define who you are and define your talent and define, you know, and it was just like, oh my gosh, like I'm a grown woman. How did I let this silly boy when I was 15 years old define this, you know, but that's what we do, you know, and it's going back It is, and it's not digging up the dirt just to let, let's play in the dirt. It's digging up the dirt because the Lord wants freedom in that area. And he wants to cultivate mm -hmm. good fruit and good soil. And he wants to cultivate our hearts and to really see where mm -hmm. areas of our heart have been closed off or our area of our hearts that are really rocky and where he wants them mm -hmm. fleshy now. And so mm. Heather, what are your thoughts? That's a, Thanks for sharing that, Michelle, because that situation in your life is so relevant to all of us. We all have these places that maybe when you look back now, you go, oh, who cares? You know, yeah. we all have stuff. Like, I'm not going to make a big deal of it. So we just want to slough it away under the rug. But when the Lord is bringing it up, it's because there's a root there, a root that Amen. is in a, that is a lie, you know, that you made an agreement with a lie there that said, I'm going to whatever, you know, like only do what I'm good at and I'm not going to show people this and this. And that has stuck with you. Absolutely. You know, those things take root and then they bear bad fruit mm -hmm. in our life. So we have to notice those things too. There's two sides of this coin that sometimes we make fertile ground for sin. Sometimes we make fertile ground for lies to grow because of how we cooperate with it. You know, and I was thinking about that for myself, just in the area of sin in my life in the past, there's times where I've liked my sin too much. Mm -hmm. You know, that this was, I was cultivating good soil in a, in a way for sin mm -hmm. because I didn't really want to be obedient to God. I, I, you know, I tried to deceive myself and say, yeah, I was a good Catholic and I was going to mass and I was doing these other things. But deep in my heart, there was a desire to sin in certain ways. I didn't want, I was attached to it and I didn't want to let go of it, you know, and that cultivated some bad fruit in my life, which <laughs> ended up causing me pain and shame and all kinds of things that I had to repent for. Thank God for his mercy you know, that we've, we've been able to go there and I've experienced healing there. But I think those are places that we have to look at, you know, whether it be a wound or an area of sin that maybe has grown some bad fruit in our life and to take that root and allow God to plant it into his truth so that that fruit can be transformed. It is. And one thing, going back to that, one of the parts of the prayer exercise was also like to see where the Lord was in that. And the Lord showed me, okay, I mm -hmm. use that because if that boy had 
you know, complimented me and affirmed me. I could have gone down a really scary slope, you know, slippery slope with this kid. Mm -hmm. You know, and the Lord Mm -hmm. said, I use this, you know, to make sure you Mm -hmm. stayed on this other path. Like I protected you, you know, something that hurt Mm -hmm. also, you know, I used for good in a lot of ways. But Heather, what you were saying about about your sin, my spiritual director made a really great comment today. He said, Michelle, this week he said, Michelle, delayed obedience is disobedience. Like you just need Mm. to know that. Mm, that's but a good word. He's right like, there. when you know the Lord is asking you to obey and you don't obey right away, he's like, it's it's disobedience, babe. You know, like he didn't say the babe part, but you know, it's disobedience. And so <laughs> just paraphrasing. Just paraphrasing there. Uh, sister, what are your thoughts? Well, what you both are saying is just so timeless. It's just so true on on every level. And that gosh, how we live our lives are often changed in course by those moments, by those moments when we're younger, where we make those vows. And, you know, they seem to us silly as we get older, but they're not because they have great power. And in that, do we not turn and make friends with things that are not friends? They're just illusions. Like they promise comfort. And they, so we don't have to stand vulnerable and naked before Jesus. So they promise the fig leaves of hiding. Oh gosh, I know I have those places too. You're like, this is more comfortable, even though I know in the long run, it's not going to be good. It's more comfortable. And it could be a small thing. It can be a big thing, but that's the call really in the soil because, you know, my mom, my mom's amazing. And she has this like 20 foot by a hundred foot garden that she plants every year. And she takes such good care of that soil and she tills everything under and she puts the fall leaves and all the chicken manure on it in in the winter. And then she comes in the spring and tills it under. And, you know, she takes such good care of that soil and to till the soil is to break it up. You have to break it up and you have to till it under and it's like worked and it's like it's sifted through. It's not. And so just thinking of our hearts in the light of the Holy Spirit and Christ's love for us, he sifts us. You know, he he breaks up the dirt clods and he casts out the rocks and and that is painful. Um, And many times we'd rather he leave us sedentary, but that's not what we're made for. We're made to bear rich soil, made to bear soil, you know, 30, 60, 100 fold. Like that's our calling as disciples, as lovers Mm -hmm. of Jesus. Mm. Yeah. And isn't that interesting what you said that to, to create this beautiful garden, which we have seen the fruit of that garden. It is amazing what you and your mom haul out of that garden. It's interesting because she uses manure to help bring about this great garden. Like God wants to use the poop in your life to bring about good fruit. I mean, that's the beauty of who he is. It's funny to say that, but it's true. I think sometimes we we just want to clean everything up, you know, ourselves and make it presentable where God wants to use all of it to bring about good if we let him. It's when those things are have an encounter with his grace that he's able to transform them. So I just want to say that as a word of encouragement, because sometimes we talk about things like this and people can feel quite discouraged. Like, I just have too much. You know, there's just too much here, or I, I don't want to go into that dirt. I don't want to dig it up because I'm scared. I'm scared of what is going to come up, what's going to be up, maybe uprooted or maybe what's going to be seen if I dig it out of the dirt. But to not go into those places alone, we have a God who is Emmanuel. He is with us and he has sent the Holy Spirit to be with us so that when we go into these places, God brings his light and he can transform and heal and restore and bring about the good fruit that we so desperately desire. We are not on our own in this journey. And I think that has to be, you know, on the, on the forefront of our mind as we dive into these topics in our life. And absolutely. And realizing that even the hard parts and the, the just difficult parts of our story are seeds for redemption when they are surrendered. Mm-hmm. This is like, that is, like you said, you know, the 
poop or whatever you want to call it. I hate that word, but uh, I don't know really a nicer word for well, it. Well, uh, it wasn't the word I would have normally used, but I'm trying to keep it G-rated here. Please. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Family friendly. Thank you. We don't want that explicit E libel. Anyway, but it's, it's just, it's really good fertilizer for the Holy Spirit to move. It really is. When surrendered, like when it is surrendered, it becomes fertile ground for the Lord to move in our life and realizing that our stories are sacred and that our stories are bearing fruits when surrendered is a powerful thing. But also realizing, like we were saying, when we go there with our stories, like when we go there and reflect on our hearts, our interior lives, or what is going on with the Lord, this these are the seeds that the Lord is planting because they're places of encounter with Him. You know, mm-hmm. seeds are in places of encounter where we encounter the Lord. They are places where we walk with Him in the garden in the cool of the afternoon. They are where we go back to Eden, and instead of talking to the snake, like Father Justin says, we renounce it, turn around, and announce who the Lord is, that He is the gardener and the resurrection instead. You know, these are the garden language that we have to learn how to cultivate ourselves. And I think a lot of us, you know, totally myself included, but we think we don't have the tools. Like, how do you learn how to do this? You know, how do you learn how to even you know, begin to look at the seeds of your story. You just begin by inviting the Holy Spirit in and say, to teach me all things. It tells us in scripture to teach me all things, you know, just begin there and see what he does. You know, just allow the Holy Spirit into these places. He will respond, you know, but just begin with that just simple invitation. Come in Holy Spirit and just show me the light, um, your light that needs to come into the dark areas of my life. The areas of, that weeds, the areas of rocky ground, he will respond, you know, just create mm-hmm. invitation and time and space. Mm-hmm. Sister, what would you say is like one practical thing? Because we're sort of gliding between analogy and then like some practical things. And I think yeah. we have to do, we have to do both um, because we have to get the concept of what this looks like in our life by using these stories like Jesus did, like he gave us a good framework to then look at our own life. But what's a practical you would say that would help to cultivate good soil? Well, I think the continued the continued pursuit of Christ and the continued pursuit of, of prayer and looking at our tree and saying, you know, what's growing on my tree? Like, what's growing on my tree today? What's pressing on my tree? And I, when you look at the end of this parable, Matthew, and I would I would highly suggest our listeners spend some time with this parable this week and because it's so beautiful. And just to sit with the Lord, and that's one of the beautiful things about friends as well, that friends can all help us as well. The friends that really know us and love us, they can look at our soil, they know us, and they know where Satan is coming to steal the seed. They know. And so when Jesus talks about um the 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 so the seed on the path where it's the satan comes to snatch it away or when you know we receive the word with joy but if some trouble or persecution arises that we fall we fall away from it or when we're choked with thorns like the cares of this world or the lure of wealth or the lure of whatever else you know comes to choke us so it doesn't yield anything and then where jesus comes to build on good soil so this is the one who hears the word and understands it to really chew on the word and to allow it to sink deeply into us and so i think it is the continual relationship with the Holy Spirit throughout our day-to-day life when things arise saying, you know, Holy Spirit, what's, what's happening here? You know, what is happening here? And taking that time to, uh, with the Lord to understand and to look into his face, look at the face of Christ is like you said, Heather, that teach me the truth, teach me the truth of what this is. You know, we, um, the world will forever distract us. We will forever be distracted by whatever's on Instagram next or whatever this, I mean, that is forever distracting but to go back to what like my spiritual director was saying for that retreat of like, this is the real world inside where, where Christ dwells. That's where all life comes from. 
Every historical fact about our life is predicated on the story within where Jesus Christ continually encounters us and brings us into communion. And so, um, and that happens in big and small ways, but it has to happen every day. It has to happen every day. And I would also say, let not to our listeners and to ourselves, not to be afraid of the areas that are not growing good fruit. We want to show the pr- people the pretty part of our gardens. Like I said, where we lead with our strengths. Like, look at my beautiful peonies right here. Don't look at the weeds in the back, but let me just show you this part of my garden. But what I think what we're inviting, the Holy Spirit is inviting us is one, we talk about this, personal holiness is not a luxury anymore. Personal holiness is a necessity, and holiness just means an encounter with the Lord and allowing Him to move in our heart in powerful ways. So for all of us, myself included, get your cute hunter rain boots on and go to the part of the garden that you don't want to show people and start, you know, digging those parts up, like to see what fruit is, um, you know, where is the good fruit in our life? Because that's what we want, and personal holiness is what we want. And we can't be, and I'm not talking like hellfire and brimstone. But I can tell, like Heather and I've had this conversation once this week, we can't be complacent with our sin, you know. And it was so funny. My husband asked me something. He said, I think you should do this. I'm like, nope, don't want to do it. I'm too comfortable. And he's like, he's like, do you not want to grow? I'm like, yes, I do not want to grow. Comfort is an idol, Moses, and I don't want to be led out of the desert. And, you know, I was joking, but I was kind of serious, you know, at the same time. Like, what are those idols that you keep on coming back to, you know? And so when something... and a good way is my a good way is when you get stressed or anxiety, what is the first thing you go to comfort to? You know, is it the Lord mm-hmm. or what is that thing before the Lord that you go to to comfort mm-hmm. and soothe you and bring peace? Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would say, oh, gosh, I feel like we're about to launch into another 45 minutes of talking and we have to wrap this up. But just as a last note, I would say we need to wake up to our own life. Amen. You know, we need yep. to we need to let the Holy Spirit say arise, my beloved, get up. Like it is time to wake up to your own life, to be aware that there is soil, there's good soil, there's bad soil. How are we going to do this? Like I think many of us are just in a slumber, you know, going through life and we're just trying to cope and it's time to arise. It's time to wake up and allow the Holy Spirit to breathe new life into us and new life into places of our story that have grown cold. Yeah. Amen, girl. Amen. And um, yeah, before we jump into our one thing, just lastly, dear listeners, I just want to say to you that Jesus already knows everything. <laughs> when, he chose, Amen. when he chose you, when he chose you and he created, he knew everything that would be in your story. He knew everything that would be in your garden. He is aware of all of it. And he chooses you in everything. He loves you. His heart is only for you to heal you, to bring into communion. So he is not dismayed. He is not going to be surprised. He knows this and he wants you to find it so you can come to him with it and he can bring you close to his heart. Right? So take heart, dear friends. Take heart. We, like as Heather said, we do not do this alone. Right? We are in a fellowship. We're in a community and a community of love. And he loves us. So that being said, dears, should we talk about a one thing for the week? Um, Can I start with mine? I want to say, I want to give a shout out. One of our, some of our most popular episodes have been when we had Dr. Bob Schutz on and he was speaking about marriage in one episode and healing in the other. And his daughter has just released a book uh, called Undone, Freeing Your Feminine Heart from the Knots of Fear and Shame. And her name is Carrie Schutz. It is so good. And it's a compilation of stories of women, like what you're hearing today, real stories of real women, everybody from 
Mary Bielski to Debbie Herbeck to just a lot of wonderful women on a variety of topics that are very, very honest heart-piercing and very beautiful and very, very redemptive. And I have to say, I was reading through this book several months ago, I was doing a preview of the copy, and I was on an airplane, and I actually, I was caught way off guard. I actually started to ugly cry. I was ugly crying reading the story, and then I tried to play it off oh. like I was coughing. I was like, <laughs> I was like playing it off like I was <laughs> But it it was so it was so good. So I just want to I want to give the book a shout out. You're gonna love it. Buy some for your girlfriends, your book study, and just read the stories together and talk about it. It's on so many different topics. You're gonna love it. So undone freeing your feminine heart from the knots of fear and shame by Carrie Shoots Daunt. Um, I'm going to put the link to the JP2 Healing Center website. If you buy through the ministry website, they, it helps them financially. So you can get it on Amazon. But I'm going to go ahead and put the link to their website as well. But highly recommend it. Undone. That is my one thing for the week. Mm, Jake was with Sister Miriam uh, at that healing retreat, just helping out Dr. Bob and brought a copy of that book home, which I saw it's just sitting on my bedside table now. I can't wait to read it as well. Heather, what is your one thing? My one thing, as I have mentioned many times now, we are still building a house. (laughs) The never ending story. And we are almost about to move in, but I just want to give a shout out to the guys who are building our house at Tundra Developments. They are amazing. And it has been such a gift. This isn't like I'm trying to promo their business because I'm sure they have so much business to do, but they're amazing guys. And I'm so grateful for them. You know, they pray every Monday together. It feels like it's a ministry in many ways. And they've just been so committed to their work and so kind to us and so accommodating. And I'm just so grateful for them. They've made the whole process like unbelievably fun and amazing. So super grateful for them right now. Michelle. What is your one thing? My one thing actually is it is a song called Higher Love. It's a, re, uh, a remake of, I think it's Steve Winwood that does the song. Yeah. But this one is with Whitney Houston, which I don't know how they did this. But they, I mean, Whitney did it with Kygo. And it is this fun remix of a song that I've been working to while I've been walking everywhere. And I just love it. It just makes me happy and like dancing around. And I love Whitney Houston and I pray for her because I want her to sing me into heaven. But anyway, that's another story. But it is an amazing song. Higher love, and um, yeah, I'll put it the link to the song on our show notes. That's it. And speaking of higher love, y'all, shall we announce? Should we officially announce our book dun, da, da, dun. for yes. Lent? I love how this has turned into almost a musical at the end here. Like, seriously, yeah, well done, girls. Well, yeah, you know. Well, <laughs> yeah. All right, friends. So um, we have so many of you who join us on the journey for Lent because we do a Lenten book study. And so we want to give you fair game and forewarning to grab your copy of the book, Return of the Prodigal Son by Henry Nowen. So that is going to be our Lenten book study, Return of the Prodigal Son by Henry Nowen. And we're going to put a show link note, a link into our show notes where you can get that book through our Amazon account. And every time you do that, um, Abiding Together receives a, a nice little um, portion back. So that helps us help you on the journey. So uh, Return of the Prodigal Son, Henry Nowen, get your book, get your girls. We're going to be all ready to go. And that is going to start Monday, February 24th. And you'll have some more announcements forthcoming but we wanted to get that to you so and you can get that book on Amazon through our link, please. And that helps us out. So any last words, ladies, any last words on this episode of season seven, very first one. <laughs> 
I just want to say for that book study, we also have discussion questions every week. So feel free to gather a group together. It's an amazing opportunity for you to connect with one another and go deeper in your friendships for a short amount of time that seems manageable to commit to. Other than that. Yeah. And I'm so excited about Mm -hmm. this. We have a lot of fun things planned about this book study. So it is just going to be a blast. We're all going to journey home with the prodigal Mm -hmm. son. And I'm excited about this this season. We have some great guests coming up, some super good topics. I think it's going to be a home run. I'm excited. Uh, Me too. It's seven, y'all. It's a perfect number. So like, what do you do? You know, I don't know. (laughs) So it's seven. What do you do? What do you do? All right, dear friends, thank you for joining us on the journey. We're glad to have you with us for another season. And we are praying for your heart and for the soil of your soul that Jesus would encounter you in every place. So until next week, we will be abiding together. God bless you. If our podcast has blessed you, would you please consider financially supporting Abiding Together via Patreon? Patreon is a website where people can make donations to help keep the podcast going. And now that we at Abiding Together have an independent platform, we have a number of costs that go into creating the podcast and the high quality content we offer, such as our website, design, tech support, staff, and other elements. Having an independent platform also allows us to explore and create new content for all of our listeners to enjoy. So thank you so much to all of you who are already donors. When you donate through our page on Patreon, you are able to donate any amount, $1 a month, $5 a month, $500 a month, or just a one-time offering. Abiding Together is a registered 501c3 nonprofit organization and donations are tax deductible. So would you please prayerfully consider giving to Abiding Together? If you donate $15 or more per month, you become a tribe member and you will receive a short individual video from Michelle, Heather, and I each month about a variety of topics. You can see all of the information on our Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash abiding together podcast. So consider becoming a supporting member today and help us further the work of the Holy Spirit moving in and through this community. Together, we can do amazing things. We are so grateful for your support and may God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend? Could you also leave us a rating and a review on iTunes? That helps us get the message out to as many people as possible. All the show notes are in your podcast app, but if you'd like them emailed to you, you can go to our website at abidingtogetherpodcast.com and subscribe. On our website, you will also find all of our past episodes and information about various episodes. You can also join our private Facebook group and get in on the discussion and all the beautiful things that are happening there. We are so glad that you are on the journey with us. And until next week, we'll be abiding together. God bless you.